welcome to another exciting episode of Best of Five Weekly FGC Talk Show here on Twitch. Um, Elon, yeah. do, do, do we have the hulked out Steve technology running at full capacity? Yes, we do. It's up and running? It's up and running. All right, well, before we get to that, I'm Efren, I'm your host. We've got Michael Donka-Schiller. We're both here in the studio here in sunny Austin, Texas. Very sunny. Joining us, as they always do, is John Velociraptor Guerrero and... Steve, Bruce Banner, the Hulk, Jurek, also known as Ace King Offsuit. You won't like him when he's angry. <laughs> the things I do for the, this the, show. I, you, got, you got a slight, maybe Flubber, maybe uh, Slimer. He's glowing. <laughs> he's on. radioactive. R.I.P. Robin oh Williams. Oh, my God. Yeah, R.I.P. Robin Williams. Good point. Why are those kids in computer class that, like, just got into, like, the new program thing, and, and they're just tweaking all the stupid little knobs and buttons and everything <laughs> with, with kid no picks? understanding of what they're doing? It reminds me when you, uh, like, found out you could use alt on the kids' picks commands, yeah. <laughs> Yo. Well, look at the fish tank. Yeah, the fish tank looks pretty cool. Time out, bro. We're not even there to this yet. But All right. I swear this show is about fighting games. We've got a few things to talk about this week. We're, also, right we're, we're obviously super excited about it, uh, about this <laughs> announcement right here, which is why Steve is green. Uh, Elon, if you would. That's it right there. That's what the entire hour and a half show is going to be about. Um, it well, appears... this is cool. They've actually been very timely with their DLC releases. And, you know, they've gotten some poor response to how, like, non-gameplay oriented their trailers are. But they are fun to watch, at least for people who aren't as interested in the game itself. You get to see their super moves. You get to see some of their animations, some of the things they say. You know, I think some people would like to see a little more gameplay than they show. But they have gone so far as to get pro players like Ada and I think Momochi and Choco Blanca are going to show off Zamasu. Mm -hmm. They did the same thing with Moke and a few other guys for Broly and for Bardock. So they've done a, a better job than maybe a couple other companies as far as, you know, keeping the DLC releases where hey, they Hey, did you hear that Street Fighter Five launched a new character today? They did! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about that here a little bit later. You might be asking yourself, are we going to play that character on this stream? The answer is no, we're not. We're not. Um, you can play that character on your stream, all right? And maybe if we want to play, we might play later at home. But we're not doing it on the stream. Uh, in the meantime, though, what we will talk about is we'll get a recap of the weekend's events. That's one thing we'll talk about, Mike. Okay. Another thing, of course, will be other developments in the uh, DLC world, rumors, signings, uh, TV shows, movies. FGC's got them. One of those was E-League. We're going to say that towards the end. And then we're going to talk a little bit about anime games. We're going to talk a little bit about blocking and grabbing on those as well. So why don't we go ahead and jump in to a recap. Steve, uh, I know you're angry right now, but uh, if you're ready, <laughs> we can do a recap. Am I just going to be green for the entire show? I just Gamma recap! <laughs> Everyone still likes you even when you're angry. Oh, God. Yeah, give us that gamma right. recap. <laughs> oh, man. I, I work with professionals. This is a professional <laughs> show. Uh, let's kick it off as we've done the past few weeks with the Gfinity Elite Series. Uh, we entered the semifinals last weekend, not the quarters. Um, as I have on the screen because I am dumb. Uh, Nordavind took care of Ares easily 4-0 behind once again strong performances from Phenom and Momi. Uh, Fnatic with the 4-2 win over Envious in the other semifinal. Uh, Akainu pulling out a couple of clutch wins. Mr. Crimson tried to do it for Envious but didn't get enough help. Uh, so this Saturday... Uh, at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, uh, we will have the grand final between Nordavin and Fnatic. Uh, I believe the winner gets 20,000 pounds. 
15k if my conversion 15k us if i remember correctly nice you'll be watching steve um yeah i have saturday off so wait do i have saturday off yes i do so i will be watching well that'll be helpful when you recap it next week it it might uh let's kick it over to uh saigon cup uh this was the only pro tour event this weekend the tekken world tour went dark uh as it prepares to go to uh, korea for the korean master event so all of the spotlight was on saigon cup and it's nl not the korean player you'd necessarily expect to take it but he took it over fudo in the grand final uh bon chan third big bird finally getting a somewhat strong result uh yeah you know he went to one of the earlier events only got one point making top eight here. He got a little farther, another deep turn, uh, another strong field, but able to take something back with him. Uh, unfortunately for hot dog and John Takeuchi, they are the ones with a single point. And um, I think this is hot dog second time in a row getting one point, right? I mean, geez. Yeah. Um, and, before we go any further, guys, I'm sorry. Hold that thought. Shouts to take the bus for the one bit. Shouts to Rabbi Chang for the 200 bits. And John, quit throwing his fucking bits. Pay attention. You're on the show, goddammit. Uh, what's the problem, dude? One point is better than no points. One point is actually not really better than no <laughs> points, as it turns out. It's actually, uh, statistically, it's about exactly the same. They are both worth nothing as far as winning the Capcom Pro Tour goes as it comes to shows. So, yes, by getting seventh place at Saigon Cup, you did absolutely nothing statistically to change your odds of getting in the Capcom Cup. It's a bit crazy to me. I mean, this tournament, I mean, uh, I don't remember the exact numbers, but I, I'm pretty sure it had less than 100 entrants. It was something did you watch like, this tournament? I did watch. I watched the top eight, at least. It was a hype tournament. It was like yeah. 70 to 80 players, and 60 of them or so were, like, really damn good. Like, in the, in the old era of the FGC, those are guys that would have, you know, easily coasted through their pools. But at this point, with the way the tournaments are flowing, you know, you have more concentrated good players at tournaments, but less points to grab. Mm. And so it's really hard, and it really just comes down to how top eight shakes out that day as to who's going to walk away with anything towards Capcom Cup. You know, one thing that stood out for me watching this was Big Bird using Ken. Um, I thought that was a dick character not to be used, and everybody should boycott him. He played three different characters, I think. He played Ken, he played Rashid, and I think he played some Zeku. So he, he's but he been was doing work with that Ken. Yeah, I mean, his Ken is still great. And I mean, for as much as I particularly rail on the game for different things, I mean, the balance is such that most characters can at least do something at high level. I mean, we've seen it with Infiltration's Wait, can, jury. Is Ken a little? Is Ken in the viable tier at this point? With he, with Cami or I'm sorry with like Rashid and Abigail falling down a little bit and Ken like I know he got a nerf to like something but he he also got like juggle properties off of his step kick and stuff like that right and so then potentially more damage in single interactions is he viable tier I think he's like the very bottom of viable tier if you're gonna ask me he's like one of those he has a fireball he has a DP he has decent enough footsie and pressure tools that like he can win in the hands of a good player but I mean he's suboptimal for sure he doesn't do mm-hmm. a whole lot better than Akuma. So, like, you probably should pick Akuma, but I, I do think that Ken can, you know, make top eights as we've seen it be proven. Dr. Manhattan, do you have an, uh, do you have an opinion on it? <laughs> <sighs> How many more colors are we going to get? I mean, we saw That's a character I don't think is viable at all make, uh, I mean, where did Bonchan get? Third or fourth? With so, I mean, second, like twice. Written, yeah, he's gotten second, he's gotten third, he's yeah, doing third. incredible. He'll, he'll quite likely make the Capcom Cup despite, you know, 
playing a character that I definitely don't think is viable and think but is he's quite it look, bad. Uh, so what is he doing? What? And this is something you wanted to talk about. I think you uh, put this on the uh, rundown, John. That match in particular, right? Let, let, let me refresh my remember, remember here. The Bonchan, Fudo, Haitani, mm-hmm. tier list. No, that was something that was entirely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Bonchan using Nash... It's making it work. Well, like, like, I think we should take the opportunity to talk about this because I I agree that Nash is probably a lower tier character um, even after this most recent patch, although we'll see how things kind of play out. As a Nikali player, I think I have a little bit of a hard time because um, Nash controls the space, the horizontal space so well, right, with the sonic booms and whatnot, similar to kind of like Guile, but just not quite as good. But I find myself struggling against Nash players um, a lot online. And, uh, and and so I wonder, like, what is it that the character, like, doesn't have? What does he need right now? Um, I mean, I, the problem he really has is similar to Guile, but way more exacerbated, which is that in matchups where the character can deal with his fireball, like a Balrog or, like, a Minot, it's just yeah. so difficult for him to do anything because that is, like, literally the only move that starts everything he has at this point because his dashes aren't very good anymore. His pokes are pretty slow and mediocre. If he can't throw the fireball constantly, which, you know, versus Nikali, he can pull off. But versus, versus Balrog, what does he do, you know? If, you, if yeah. you can't throw the fireball and you get punished for it, he's just, you know, bad arms and legs. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, uh, Supermoon uh, subbed during the uh, second ago. Hey! Oh, he, he's only subbing because he's, he's uh, super new. He's going to get mentioned later. I'll tell you here in a second. Got to look. Bro. You don't be so angry though, Steve. Hey, Susan. I'm blocking here. Coopermon. Coopermon. <laughs> Super noon. Coopermon and now uh, Zalbog and Coopermoon. Thank you. Zalbog, Bolv. Appreciate you guys. We need to get another Clapperoonie. You're right, bro. You're radioactive. But yeah, Bonchan is obviously the the exception to a lot of rules and a very fantastic player who gets things done with characters who are not usually I can't wait for him to get good. his hands on Sagat. Yeah, I, I really hope Sagat's good and I hope that, you know, he he finds a, a good fit with that. Um, so we do want to take a look here uh, at the current standings, including all those one point hot dogs. Uh, Steve, is that where we're going next? Is that where you're taking us yeah, next? Yeah, let's take a look our first look on the show at least at the global standings. You see Tokyo obviously well out in front, uh, as well as Infiltration. Those two, you have to believe they've already done enough to punch a ticket to Capcom Cup. But uh, you look at where the cutoff's going to be. It's going to be right around when it when it's all said and done, probably the 28, 29 uh, mark for making it in on points. It's, it's going to come down to who wins those regional finals as well. Uh, but we're about eight an eighth of the way through the season and 41 points is the marker right now. So you extend it out. You have to think at least 400 under the best case scenario. And it will probably go higher. Yeah. Yeah. It will go higher. Once uh, some players realize exactly how much they need to get uh, in order to qualify. So like you were saying, you're not going to qualify one point at a time. It's almost like a waste of a weekend if you don't at least get top three, top two. But what about the knowledge gleaned from the matches you played? Well, of course. That are, has you value. Saying, are you saying what if the real Capcom Pro Tour is the friends we made along the way? <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Now, my real question is, uh, what's first place for a ranking event? 
First place for a ranking event is 150. Which still, I mean, you, if you won three ranking events, you probably wouldn't make it. You know, Jesus. if that was all you did. Of course, you probably would make it because you probably do well in other tournaments. But if that, I mean, yeah, that probably wouldn't make you in. So, and again, we, we we've tried on occasion to put ourselves in the mindset of the people who made the rules for this season. The idea Very maybe <laughs> was okay if we do this. More bodies will flock to ranking events because all the pros won't be there. Has that shaken out, or is that a uh, improper premise to even start with? I mean, you look at most of the uh, ranking events we've had so far. It's been killer, 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 killer all the way through top eight. Yeah. So, if the goal was to spread out the talent, that that's not happening at least yet. Uh, we'll see how that shake out, shakes out once we get further into the season because uh, we're coming up on a weekend first one in a while where we have multiple uh cpt events so go ahead i think that the i think i understand where the idea may have lied which is i think that we heard the complaint that you know there weren't enough important tournaments there was evo and there was capcom cup and everything else kind of blended together and i think they wanted to turn premieres into those those big big events and i think in a way they did but the problem is these sponsored players and the ones that you, you end up watching in top eight and top 16 are flying around to all of them anyway. So the only difference between a premiere and that is the amount of points they're getting, but not really anything else because they're still going to these ranking events, you know, and it's just a smaller proportion of other people traveling there as well. So as Steve said, you know, you just get the ranking events at this point are just the pure killer brackets instead of the, you know, local regional area around them that maybe they used to be. I and think the this... other th Go ahead. Uh, the other thing I would point out is saying that they, I, I think what they wanted to do was, was uh, increase the importance of ranking events and lower, or, or increase uh, premier event importance and lower ranking event uh, performance or importance a little bit in terms of making it in because they didn't want people to just stomp on one region and get in that way mm -hmm. the problem is i think they went way too far in uh taking down the importance of ranking sure. events to the point where grand finals is almost the only match that matters in terms of making capcom cup and that's something i did mention uh when they first announced these changes it will probably be something i mentioned uh throughout the year but it, it is what it is. If they, if they want something like this, I think they have to create more sub-regions or they have to do it when the game is newer and when more people are going to show up and enter these tournaments to be pop monsters. Because right now, all it did is just make the point system weird for certain tournaments when the players are all the same. Because in reality, NL is going to be fighting, Itazan is going to be fighting, you know, Moke is going to be fighting all these good players in the finals, whether it's worth 1,000 points or whether it's worth 100 points. So it's just really unfortunate that it comes down to, like, who did better on the more important weekend when it's the same matches going on. Because, I mean, everyone who made top eight here could do extremely well at a premiere. Um, we have a question in the chat. How is it possible that Fudo hasn't won a major yet? He actually tweeted about that himself. He said that he thinks that, you know, when victory is in sight, he plays worse and that that is going to be the next thing he works on. Because, I mean, Fudo is, in a lot of ways, I mean, easily a top five SF5 player in the history of the game in terms of consistency of results, in terms of where he's gotten those results. He got second at the first Evo, of course. 
you know, um, and he's done well the entirety of the time, and he's kind of making a big explosion back with some of the Mika buffs he got in season three. But he has never won. He's gotten second. It has to be five, ten times. Uh, I mean, it's hopefully. I, I really hope for him, and I think a lot of people hope for him at this point that uh, that he does it. And yeah, Mika's not really a villain character anymore. Yeah, you know that she used to be. So I think people are excited for it. Um, Steve, where were we on the recap? Uh, we just went over the global standings. Yeah. Uh, let's take it over to, I, I keep wanting to call it Naptown Clutch. Clutch 18. Be, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the tournament series formerly known as Naptown Clutch in uh, Indianapolis took place this weekend. Uh, you had quite a bit going on. You had Splash beating Arturo Sanchez in uh, Street Fighter V for that win. Dual Kevin taking Marvel Infinite, uh, Jody the Great winning Tekken 7. Uh, but the big story of the weekend was Sonic Fox uh, winning in Injustice 2, uh, winning in Dragon Ball Fighter Z over to Kill Sage, uh, who had some news come out, which we'll get to. Uh, not only was that impressive, but the big story was that he did all of that in a fursuit. Yeah, he, he, he actually played <laughs> in a pursuit for at least top eight. He won. Like, that's why like, that, that face is exactly it. Like, what now, the does hell? he see out of the mouth or out of the eyes? I don't know how this works. I guess I don't even really I, want to. You're asking the wrong guy. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sure I could probably spend like 30 seconds on Google and figure it out. I don't want to spend those 30 seconds on Google right now. You know, guys, I'm having a little bit of trouble with this. I'm trying to be open, but to me it just seems a little bizarre. Like, like, oh, man. I think it's great, but I'm also just conflicted, guys. Who cares? I, I to, to talk me through this. Uh, Rick Fox said it was cool and got Sonic Fox, like, 10K Twitter followers by doing that. So yeah, works for it, him, it, works for me. It, here's, here's the thing. If you got a problem with it, beat him. Yeah, you got to beat him, Ephraim. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm on a mission. Specifically, you get on the sticks and beat him. This is a guy who is basically, he, he's not only talking smack, but he, he he's like the best kind of trash talker. He, he, he says exactly what he's going to do, and he does it. And it's great to see that. You know, you may get sick of Sonic Fox winning all the time, but somebody's got to take the throne for him from him and until someone does he's going to be able to go around in fursuits and hopefully they don't advance in um, specifications <laughs> these suits uh, but yeah somebody's so got to just to be clear I have no problem with furries or the fact that the, I, I'm proud of this guy for expressing himself my issue with it is the spectacle and the distraction of it at a fighting game tournament I guess that's part of it but that to me is like man you're like what like, do you mean by the distraction? <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> um, I think that, uh, you know, it's like almost overshadowing the event itself. But we had a guy winning, at, uh, doing well at a King of Fighters tournament in a dinosaur head. Like, this isn't new. This isn't special. It's, it's just getting extra attention because it's Sonic Fox. All right. I'm just going to have to uh, get woke, get into the uh, 2018 mindset. Uh, I'm coming along, guys. I'm an old man. Gotta take me, it takes me a little longer. I'm older than you! You're also... Uh, here, purple. I have a gif of you, too. 
<laughs> really? Really? <laughs> Just because of the color, man. Do it, do, do it, come back to him. There it is. You're in better shape than him. <laughs> Not feeling it, Steve? I apologize. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I'd like to say that this is my final episode of Best of Five. It's a pleasure. All right, all right. Back to the show. Actually, we have a, um, what some might even call a bit of a commercial break. Check this out, guys. This is a new sponsor we have. Now, I haven't seen this in its entirety, so. Well, you're missing out. I, I, I feel like I am. You're, Have you're, those you're, ever you're worked? Hey, guys. Today, we're not going to be talking about Street Fighter. Today, we're going to be talking about fitness. Oh, man. Is, is that like one of those automatic ab cruncher yeah, things? Yeah, it's Did an you know automatic that Cristiano Ronaldo came up with this technology? You didn't know that, did you? Well, it's no, kind of I interesting. Know that. It, this is one of those things where it's like back from the 80s, you know, music and all. Like these used to be a big deal. Uh, they come I, out every few years. Shan has gotten a lot of flack for this, I, I think. I, I, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was a joke too, it, it, but it's not a joke. And he's gotten a lot of flack for it. It's, uh, it's definitely peddling. Now, hold what on. A lot of people would consider snake oil. Hold but, on. Hold on right now. This dude is promoting a healthy lifestyle wherein we all have fit as fuck abs. What's wrong with that? Nothing. If he gets abs, then great. But guess what's not going to probably happen? But I think, I mean, that could become a meme if we stick on this. Like, every time Shen goes up on stream, so everyone's like, show us your abs, do it. <laughs> and what if he pulls his shirt up and he's got, like, a ripped-ass stomach? Then, You're going to feel like an idiot. Then we can't talk shit. People, then people he better can do get whatever used he wants, just like Sonic Fox. I don't know. If you, if you ever watch football, go look up Dak Prescott's Twitter. Some of these football players, some of these basketball players have been doing things way more questionable than this 30 times a day for the last 50 years. So if you want esports to, to take over, then you better get used to it. Because uh, shilling random products is a thing that happens for money. I respect the hustle. If we go back to this Capcom Pro Tour standings, not every name on here has a team sponsor or anything on it, right? Absolutely. For example, Nuckadoo, Gachikun, there's a bunch of other names on there. If, in fact, we are in the golden age of making money off the FGC, whether it's going to continue or not, you, you, you can't, can't knock the hustle, man. This dude's going to get abs and get paid. What are you doing? I mean, as long as it's, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, there's nothing really to say. I think it became a little more of an argument because uh, Danny Pham uh, from Seattle, who is, uh, you know, a bodybuilder, said that he thought that he was peddling a, you know, a... Oh, really? Yeah, peddling snake oil. He said so it's, it's like a one of those things that, like, tightens your He shit? said that it was a product that doesn't work, that it was fake, and that it was, you know, going against the Fit FGC campaign, which is, I think, what started the argument. Yo, Cristiano um, Ronaldo wears it, bro. I'm not going to really weigh in. I don't know anything about the science of Cristiano Ronaldo's ab cruncher, but there's where we are. Congrats on Shen for getting some money. I, that's what that's what it is. That's what good, saying, good for bro. him. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 you just gotta be in mind, or keep in mind. Excuse me. Whenever you accept some of these uh, sponsorship deals, you gotta know what you're getting into, because when you're putting your face out there, attaching it to this product, if there's issues with the product, then that's gonna bounce back to you. Um, you know, th this isn't uncommon to see this sort of thing. You know, I've seen countless. Twitter profiles in and out of the FGC promoting some sort of new gamer fuel slash gamer. Um, yeah, and those had lead in them. Nutritional product. <laughs> I saw someone promoting something called Gamer Goo. Gamer Goo. <laughs> I wish <laughs> I was fresh that up. 
Uh, <laughs> hey guys. I think it's inevitable. It's inevitable in the early stages, especially that all that stuff's going to come flying in, and us as brand new to this whole scene and this idea, we're gonna we're gonna flock to it. We're gonna whoa, this is cool. This is shiny. There's money in it. Great, let's do it. And then if we stick around in the esports scene for a while, people will wise up, and it'll just become like you know everything else, where there'll be some stupid stuff, but mostly legit products. But for the beginning, of course, this kind of stuff is going to happen. Of course, like as soon as they come come forward with something people are going to jump on it for the sake of getting some money because they don't know any better so let's bring us back to uh fighting games um that was a nice departure from our not really new sponsor uh app crunchers uh i wanted to show this clip from saigon cup and this will bring us back to some dragon ball stuff check out this hype as fuck pop-off are you guys ready for the most hype pop-off you've ever seen because you're about yes. to see, let's it. see it prepare I yourself was... prepare yourself you I'm just prepared. do a level three to interrupt watch this you ready for the hype here comes. <laughs> <laughs> you know Ada's my favorite player, wait, 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 right? Check it out, check it out. Here we go again, in case you missed it. No, you oh, know Ada's God. literally my favorite player, right? Like, no, I got 100%. He's my, he is my hero of the FGC, and I have very few of them. He's like the only player I actively root for. Well, there you so go. So there you go. I loved it. I loved it. I loved his, his poison cosplay. I lo- I, the, the guy is a nut, and I love every bit of it. And he's in movies now. And he's in yeah. movies now. And he has the best anti-air of any fighting game player in history. Anti-air? Anti-air. You've, you've never seen someone successfully jump in on Ada. Ever? N- pretty much. That's why he was able to make Capcom Cup. Even like He's the DP god. All right. um, well, that was going to bring us back to this bit of news, but you kind of already talked about it at the top of the show. So to recap, Mike is excited about uh, the release of this character and the campaign run by Arxis with respect to this game and the rollout of their characters and yada, yada, yada. Um, why don't we move on to this bit of Dragon Ball news. Is Goku coming to Smash? Now, I just took a screen grab, but this last one says that the studio behind the game or somebody, I think Toei Animation, um, retweeted it. Now, that might just be a show of support, or it might mean confirmed Goku's coming to Smash. Say, what? You'd be pumped, right? You'd you'd be a Smasher again day one with Goku in the game. I love love Smash. But you do. It's my favorite party (laughs) game. Um, but... Laughed, Donka. Yeah, no, Goku would be cool. I mean, I, I, there's not really any memes to say here. Like, if you don't want Goku and Smash to this point, you're an idiot. Like, it's cool. And, like, the precedent for having any character you could imagine in Smash has already been, it's already come true, so why not? I wonder if they would ever put T-Hawk in Smash. He'd be a good character. Goku would be T-Hawk wild, though. That would be, like, the next level. Like, they've put anime in Smash now. Because they've gone everywhere in video games you could think of going. That's true. They have indeed. Yeah. And, and like I've said before, you know, the best thing about Smash, whether you, whatever your opinion on it as a fighting game, what Smash does better than almost any game out there is whenever they add a character from a series, that character is essentially a love letter to that series. The amount of care they put in, uh, the amount of thought that goes into their moveset, the music, the visuals... I, I really feel like that would be a great marriage of something with a lot of lore uh, to play with, hey, bringing it I'm into the world here. of Smash. It, it, it's fun to think about at the very least. You know, even if it might not happen, I don't personally think it will. I think they're just stirring the pot, but it, 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 it's fun to think about. For sure. Also, uh, Donka just subbed to the channel, so you get a Picard. 
and a half ass tug. Don't, don't apply yourself, you... dude. Don't apply yourself. <laughs> Look at that. Hey, he's supporting us. Of course he should. Turquoise, turquoise Donka. Nice, Donka. Turquoise mine. I appreciate uh, the sub, Mike. Thank you. It's rare we get to thank somebody who subs to our channel in no, person. We got one right your hand. <laughs> All right, back to the show. Uh, which uh, we have some player signings. Let's talk about that. Why not? Why not? Let's talk about that, guys. What do you think? Okay, let's, let's talk about it. So we have, um, you were talking about this one, NRG is signing some uh, DBZ fighters, DBZ players. Hook Gang God. Yeah, Hook Gang God, who has been the, so far, you know, uncontested second best player in New York after Sonic Fox, pretty much getting, uh, you know. Uncontested second place guy, got He it. is he's qualified. He's, these two are the people, or no, sorry. Hook Gang God and Reynald are the ones who qualified for Summit of Power via winning tournaments. And then Super Noon got third at NCR, which was like, you know, probably the second biggest tournament after final round so far. So these have been two guys who have proven themselves so far. Both of them, you know, Super Noon known for games before and Hook Gang God known for totally being hype in this new game and known for his Piccolo like I am right now. <laughs> so, um, you know, these are big pickups as far as DBFZ goes, but bigger than the pickups for, for NRG is NRG as a pickup for DBFZ, right? Mm. Like, I mean, it's kind of more of a big deal for the community itself that, you know, Shaq's team, the team that sponsors Nairo and the team that hasn't sponsored a traditional fighting game player before has decided to go ahead and pick up two players for an anime game before they ever pick up a Street Fighter game. And, you know, that combined with the news that it has more entrance at EVO than Street Fighter, that it's had more entrance at several tournaments in Street Fighter, that it's, you know, such a big deal is really being like, wow, like, this could be the first time something like this has gotten the limelight back from Capcom. Mm -hmm. I think it was a matter of time, and Street Fighter V kind of set the stage to have that limelight taken. Let's take a look at this, some of the power, some of the power players eligibility um, oh, for the numbers. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before, it, before it, we it, get to it. that, yeah? there was another signing, too. Uh, I kind of teased it. But Echo Fox, they picked up uh, the Kill Sage. That's right. Uh, gets reunited with his buddy Sonic Fox. Remember uh, back in the days of uh, Team CR, Critical Reaction, the gang is back together. And on the back of this news, uh, Spooky came out, and he announced that tomorrow night at NLBC, there will be a an exhibition. I forget if it's first to five or first to ten, uh, between Hook Gang God and the Kill Sage. Dang. Uh, it'll be for a hundred dollars and I believe an obsidian stick. John, who you be. got in that first to ten? I haven't really watched either one, but I am interested in the sense that, like, because didn't the Kill Sage get second place at the major he was just at, too? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Hook Gang God's Mr. Mr. Second Place to Sonic Fox. So the winner of that will be the undisputed second place champion of DBZ, <laughs> which is pretty cool. I, I'm just, I'm excited to see who that's going to be. I thought Sonic Fox was the undisputed second place champion. <laughs> oh, well, that's in the global scale. Yeah, we're, we're talking on about a global New York. scale. Yeah, Sonic Fox is the king of second. This can be for third place. It is interesting. Uh, I think Hooking God would probably win. Really? Yeah, I think he would win pretty easily, honestly. I don't. I think it's a easily he's much better. Easy. Hey, look. Just from watching, I think he's color. a lot better than the Kill Sage. I think the Kill Sage probably will eventually be quite good, but I, currently that's what I think. Tell my homie, what's going on in your shirt here? Now that we have the uh, white shot on us. Goofy, Rasta Goofy, the back of Rasta Goofy. 
is okay. just the back of Rasta Goofy. Now, just that a quick is... question. What's going on right here? Usually there's only one head hole in the neck. Well, you know, I hulked out too hard, and uh, we ripped this shirt. Yeah? Okay. Who's we? Me and uh, the Hulk. Because I'm <laughs> Bruce, right? It's like two entities, or is it? I don't know anything about comics. Same guy. All right. Um, so those are the signings. But uh, what was it? Uh, I thought I had something I was going to say about it. So, Energy signed Hook Gang God and Super Noon. Echo Fox signs To Kill Sage. And there's an exhibition match between To Kill Sage and Hook Gang God tomorrow. Oh, it was, the, it was the opt-ins I was going to talk about. Yeah, well, let's go back to these opt-ins. Uh, or rather, the people who are eligible to be nominated. Um, are you going to be at any of these tournaments? And are you going to win any? I think this is stupid. And, what? I mean, I wouldn't opt-in anyway. Um, I just, I, I actually have... It's a couple episodes ago you said that that's I, how you I, I actually in. have, like, uh, something I'm doing the same weekend as the Summit of Power. So I actually couldn't go, even oh, if I were to opt in. I probably wouldn't. Sure. But, but I do think this is stupid, because I think that... And I don't think it'll matter that much. I think most of the people who people would vote for have gone and placed in these tournaments. But... To expect people to have gone to these tournaments within this, you know, one month time period basically seems extreme to be the only way to be voted in. There are top players, I mean, such as, you know, Lord Knight, who are not currently eligible for this because, you know, they, they got a hard pull at one tournament and they didn't go to the others. There's tons of people that people would want to see in the summit. And they kind of weaseled in a few of these tournaments so that people would be guaranteed to make it. You know, like, LK will probably get top 16 at Super TSB. It will not be that big of a tournament. But I just don't see the point in this. I don't, I don't well, think it really know, weeds anything out that as well. As far as, like, the social media half of it, like, having a big group of names that you can, you know, have a bunch of people voting for, that's probably going to get a lot of play on the, uh, on the old tweeters. And I don't see how you can... Um how you can run that without having some sort of cutoff, you know, some sort of qualifier. Otherwise, otherwise, you know, you'll have people nominating me, which don't do that. Please don't. I I guarantee you, for example, that I could have gotten top 32 in a couple of these tournaments or top 16, 100% sure. And, you know, I couldn't even opt in if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. uh, Because it was like within a month. Yeah, the Rip Shirt Convention is that weekend. What about purple now? What relevance does that have? I don't know. Skull Vikings. I'll, I'll I, you say know, that. I feel for Steve now. It's just like you come back, you don't even know what you're going to be after every frame. It's like, it's, it's like, what? I love how upset you're getting. You should become this is, red. This is yeah, at least. Maybe he needs to be red. And especially, yeah, for you're Japanese players. This. Like Koji KOG, yeah. like tons of players who couldn't have possibly made it to any of these tournaments. They had like one opportunity with final round. And they'll, they won't be able to opt in. I, I, I just don't see the point. Well, uh, it doesn't matter. Letter. As I said, it doesn't really matter. It's not in order to get those guys an opportunity. Like, is there a realistic solution? Because I, I absolutely maybe know what if you're you get like a hundred, maybe if you can pre-opt in and you can be like, hey, can I opt in? And you get fifty or hundred votes to do that, then you get through. You know, that would be. I, I think that's a pretty easy solution. All you're doing is opt. I understand why they don't want like. 20,000 names on there. But if you just have some sort of vetting that determines who's seriously opting in and deserves, you know, a place in the opt-in and who isn't, I think that would be better than the current system where you have to. It'd be one thing if we had a year's worth of results where they were doing this off of. But within, you know, the time span they have, it's very possible that a player who could easily be on this level just hasn't had the ability to make it out to those tournaments. This specific event had done no wrong by Mike. Until this part. It's not a big deal. I mean, it really isn't. And most of the, like, everyone who's relevant and would get voted in 
does have a spot. So it's one of those things where I'm complaining about the principle, but in reality, it doesn't matter. Hey, did you hear the guys uh, that the FCC is getting some movies? I yeah, didn't. Steve, I you want to fill me in? Uh, yeah, there's uh, not one bit of FGC people in movie news, but two. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start with Nine Road. This is a movie that involves uh, that Daigo's involved in. Uh, Kuroda and Eita are going to be involved in it as well. Um, it's a movie that looked like it was sort of loosely based off of Q in Third Strike, but they just released a much longer trailer uh, a few days ago. How is this not like the movie? It's a 16-minute long trailer. It, it Japanese trailers are no joke, man. Uh, there are English subtitles on it as well. Uh, I'll put the YouTube link in the in the chat right here. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a legitimate movie. Uh, no, it's wait, not you like just... go ahead and finish your thought, and uh, but I have a question for you. Yeah, it's it's not like you know a bunch of guys shooting something in the back in like some back alley. This is actually a legitimate movie that that they're making and. It's pretty cool to see, you know, whether you like the, this particular direction or not, you know, it, it, it's interesting. What's it and about? I, I... <laughs> well, like, and you were it's saying like it, it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's uh, about <laughs> it's cute. Like it, isn't cute is it... in the trailer this time? <laughs> yeah, it, but what I was saying is it looked like it was going to be like directly based off a of third strike. This is gonna. This is gonna be uh, in a completely different uh, direction. So, Crescent Exe says that guy looks baked as as fuck. <laughs> your your he, ability he, to choose comments to read is truly <laughs> second to none. I mean, you have no, actually. Was that Q? That was I mean, Q. Wasn't it? Just seeing him. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it probably is Q. That's a cutie pie. Is what it is. And of course, Kuroda known for being like the absolute best third strike player, and and more specifically, though he can play the entire cast probably better than most everybody else, but uh, known for his Q, I think more than anyone, right? And Q being like a lower tier character, it's kind of I don't know, just pretty poetic that it would come to this from a guy playing like a lower tier character and just being so amazing at it that here's this video, like a movie about it, you know? Oh, someone's saying in the chat that yeah, because nine is Q in Japanese, and so oh. Kuroda is Kuro, like Kuroda. I'm I'm, yeah, I'm fast forward. I'm doing like, double time the... on this, um, just to see if I can get some Q imagery. Where's that guy at? Dude, he's a bunch of body on the ground. Yo, there's oh, a, that there's was Ada, reporters. right? Yeah. Like, let's go back. Ada, I think, is like a like a reporter, if I remember. <laughs> like he's going trying to figure out the story, and then Kuroda's like a a guy that like survived this. I, I think a guy that like, survived this like scientific explosion, and I don't know. <laughs> this Yo, is crazy. He's got like R two trash can head or something. Oh. And then Q's looking for his heart. Like, he doesn't have a heart, but he wants to go visit this uh, great and powerful dude that's going to give him, like, a, a new heart. Oh, that sounds a little familiar. Let's see if just I trying can to get, get his a... back. Oh, well, look. Dude. So this is basically the Wizard of Oz, but with Ada in it. Look. <laughs> dude. Oh, shit. And then Kuroda beats the shit out of Ada? Is that what this is? I think that just happened, man. I'm I, I, I kind of want to believe that that wasn't part of the movie, that <laughs> yeah. they just did that and they're, they're just rolling anyway. So right, we'll throw it in. We'll throw it in. I'm trying to find me some more cues. This is wild. Uh, they should have hired me for this. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you had a prior obligation. I'm a little course. upset. Yeah, I had a prior obligation. Oh, hi, but... 
Yo, I would have played any. Here? In fact, if they want to reshoot some scenes, I'll play anyone in the movie. I'll take anyone's role. Female lead. Female lead. Look at this guy, dude. Help this man. Look at these mass sons of guns over here. Um, I need more yeah, Q in don't my have life. Bitches. Sons of guns, dude. Come on, this is a PG show. All right, that's exciting. Well, um, yeah, it's a, it's kind of it's like very. It seems very tangential as far as its relation to fighting games, but it is cool to see, you know... Oh, look, some fighting. Ada and Kuroda making it into a movie about... And it's on the street. <laughs> yeah, there's some fighting on the street. Look at this. Oh, man. Harry. That was a whiff. Look at this. Oh, that whiff is not a good that. poke. Now, what did you say Daigo's relation to this was again? He's the EP on it, man. Executive producer. He's the producer on it. Okay, very cool. He put the bucks in. Yeah, it's brought to you by Daigo, uh, the Beast TV. Beast TV, yeah. If you guys have any ideas for best of five movies, um, <laughs> just shoot those at our Twitter at best. Of... <laughs> you look like Bart Simpson. It's not even green or yellow. Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's that really gross green yellow that nobody likes. It's the green yellow I watched when well. I missed the show. Cool. All right. And more, I just more movie news. Moving on, you Steve. Need, I need you to need more set sunlight. this up for me, please. All right. Uh, we heard a while back. We heard about this movie in we thought production uh, called Last Hit. Uh, it was a movie involving an MMA fighter uh, as well as Justin Wong, Kayane, and Luffy. Uh, that movie actually just announced a Indiegogo campaign this past week. Uh, they're looking to raise forty thousand uh, dollars to help complete funding of their movie, uh, which will, they say, begin production either late last, late this year or early next year. Uh, it features Elias the, the Dro. I probably butchered that name badly. Teodoro? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, who is an MMA fighter. Uh, it's going to feature cameos uh, from, from the names I mentioned, as well as Z. Um, the plot from what we've seen so far is that Elias is an MMA fighter who takes let me find the exact quote Gamer Goo? He, he <laughs> takes Gamer Goo <laughs> he, he is paralyzed, he is a hyper competitive MMA fighter who is quote, paralyzed by a near fatal kick to the taint What? Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, uh Damn yeah, it. it's a real slow <laughs> news week, huh? <laughs> so, so in his recovery, he turns to the world of Street Fighter V. And he, and he runs into Justin, he runs into Kayane, Luffy, all these other people. He also runs into a toxic gamer bro who destroys him. And the whole plot of the movie is him grinding up and leveling up uh, to get his rematch at Canada. It sounds Cup. like the DDR movie, the FP. <laughs> Did you ever see that? that? That was a great movie. Um, sounds I, exactly I heard like about that. it once. I, I never watched it. I need to now, though. You should. Last hit um, the movie. The story of a dude who just wouldn't give up. When a hyper-competitive MMA fighter is paralyzed by a near-fatal kick to the taint, his you life thought falls I was apart. That up. No, In order to reclaim his dignity, he takes a professional fighting game. That's where I go when I want my dignity back. Comes to love the community and must defeat a toxic pro video gamer at the largest fighting game tournament in the world. Texas Showdown. Jeez. Um, uh, That's probably not going to have any trouble getting funded, so I look forward to that. Well, also, uh, Lap Chi is a uh, co-producer on this. Oh, that's cool. 
they're going to be doing some shooting at Canada Cup uh, this year. So, and I believe that's going to be the site of the big showdown uh, at the end. I'm assuming. I don't know. All right, uh, that's been uh, your movie news for uh, this edition of Best of Five. Let's move on to uh, some plot bonuses because why not? Combo Breaker, MK9, and XL. Steve, what you got, pal? You're seeing it on the screen. Well, uh, Combat they... 9 and XL at Combo Breaker 2018 with a $2,500 pop bonus from NetherRealms and WB Games. Register today. Um, the other thing that I'm surprised by is they're still playing Mortal Kombat 9. It's because it's because uh, Rick the Hado, it's one of his absolute favorite games. I, I, I was talking to him at NorCal Regionals, and uh, I don't know if it's his favorite because KI is up there too. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think that's what it is, is that like it's just sentimental for him. He's like, screw it, it's my tournament. I'm going to have it here. And, uh, and I think it gets pretty good numbers too, and people uh, – He's not, done that's, such that's a good job making there. it so that like people know like if Rick's gonna run a side game at Combo Breaker, everyone who plays that game goes. Like they know that it will be treated well enough that it's worth going yeah. to. And so you know like everyone who has any interest in playing MK9 is gonna go there because that's the tournament you go to to play MK9. What I'm impressed by is that Warner Bros. and Nether Realms are willing to support MK9 at all. I think that's cool. We've seen tons of issues with Nintendo refusing to support Melee and trying to take it off of circuits and, you know, getting Project M, which is obviously different. It's a ROM hack. But getting Project M taken off of streams entirely. So to see NetherRealms be like, yeah, I don't care if we ever make another dollar off of this game. Here's 2500 for this tournament. I think that's cool. I think it shows something good. I think it's probably not a big drop out of their pockets. So why yeah. not? And I think it, it's it's nice, right? And it's local too, yes. right? Isn't this all based in Chicago, including uh, Netherrealm Studios? What I feel like Ed Boon yeah. is a Chicago guy. Uh, well, yeah, but... Midway was Chicago. Got it. And yeah. so I don't know if Netherrealm still is, but you know Ed Boon has a big history, and the entire Mortal Kombat scene is you know from Chicago. So uh, it's probably a testament also to Rick's relationship that he's built with these um, organizations. So that's pretty badass. Yeah. Um, They're I still actually based in Kombat Chicago. Here. Okay, cool. So what what's really impressive about this to me, at least, is that this isn't just any old game. You know, this is NRS. This is Warner Brothers throwing some money at a game that isn't their feature game when they're already throwing money at their feature game. This is going to be the first event of the uh, Injustice Pro series. So they're already throwing some support to the games or to the events way. They've already got all of the. Uh, Mortal Kombat, NetherRealm killers coming out there. So they really didn't have to do this. So it, it's really impressive to me saying, hey, you know, this game, this is the two games ago and four games ago, but we're still going to throw a little bit of love your way, even though it doesn't really bring much in terms of return uh, for us. All right. Well, that's neat. Um, I keep putting it off. Talking about E-League, and I'm going to hold off a little longer. Did y'all see this new wild-ass costume for Bison? Yeah, we're, sick. I, we're not sure if it's actually real or not either. Like, if it's just a mod or if it's like one of the... Because it looks pretty advanced for a mod. It looks good, and it's the kind of... Like, it's from uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, right? It's like the... I forget the name of the bad guy, but he's like the, the main boss. And uh, it's M. Bison there, as you can see. But uh, And so that's what Capcom is doing with the extra battle costumes. They're taking characters from other games... And they're making costumes for you know the Street Fighter characters, so it makes total sense. But I, I mean, I guess it would be a leak, and, and and maybe it is. Maybe it's out of uh, like this Falk 
uh, download patch that we just got. Maybe people have already found this kind of a thing, but I don't think there's been any official news from Capcom yeah, on it's it. Not it's not probably in the files of the Falk patch. Um, they've been pretty yeah, bad about not hiding stuff. So Either way, it's pretty gnarly. I, guess. I mean, let's remember that the for the season one DLC characters were found out in the beta. <laughs> so I mean, this is uh, this is old. Oh, okay, this one really pisses oh. me off because this isn't even like a different color. This is like a halfway to another color. <laughs> it's like regular me, but like a little bit purpler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going on. This is what I got to deal with every week. Welcome to my world. Um, anyway, uh, let's do a not block grab, but blocker grab on that. Uh, that uh, costume, you like it? I like it. it. It's, I mean, it's crazy. I could see why someone would be like grossed out by it, but I think it's cool. I mean, it it does walk that fine line of like, is this bison at all? Like, can you tell yeah. it's bison? And I yeah. do kind of have a problem with that. And if someone was like, this is banned from tournament, I would understand that. So, what about like Rashid, um, beautiful Joe Rashid? Is I think that that's in the, the same. same I think it's in the same category where I, it, yeah. I, I could understand why they wouldn't allow it. It's like it's really weird, and it it makes it hard for the opponent. Um, is this kind of how it makes you feel when you see that costume? <laughs> you know, with uh, with these costumes that Bison has, with these um, like like royal looking robes, and and this one appears to have that. I think his uh, his like devil one, where he it's his most yeah. recent Halloween one. It looks good. It looks great. Don't get me wrong. But when you're playing with it, the the way the cape robe thing like works, it it, it moves weird and it, it really throws me off. So some of these costumes, while they look good, can really be off putting. And obviously, we saw that probably the most in Street Fighter Four with Blanca's uh, carnival costume. But uh, I'd really appreciate if that like wasn't a thing. Like, sure, make them look good, but at, at the same time, don't make it affect the gameplay or affect the ability to to see the character. Yeah. Um, that should be like a number one priority with this kind of stuff. So I'm a little wary if this is real and if that's a problem with it. But uh, but other than what that, what is I your Nakali costume, John? Hey, I'm w- which one do I use? Yeah. Usually Ace the um, and bounced out of the stream somehow. Nice, good for him. <laughs> Usually I use the uh, the Capcom Pro Tour one, but the I, I think that the Wolfman Nikali one is amazing. That's my favorite. One. Uh, it really goes with Nikali, like it just totally makes sense. So I appreciate. it. And I, I'm hoping they'll give him a new one soon because uh, I, I'm very happy with the ones they've done so far. But uh, it's been quite a while. So, am I back? <laughs> you tell us, pal. I, I I don't know. I can't see if. Uh... If I'm back or not, uh, it doesn't but. look like you are. And in the meantime, I'm going to entertain the audience with the uh, these badass new uh, these new walk animations. Oh my god! So okay, so this is funny looking, and and you're going to react like the community's going to react to this. But I'm also uh, saw immediately people commenting like like almost every character has this kind yeah. of a thing, like this little like substep. <laughs> and, and you said it too, right? In the in the chat, Mike. And and it's like it's not that big a deal. Nah, totally and is. the only reason that I race to say that is because where Capcom stands right now with his visuals and execution, something like this, especially to someone that, that looks at it in a vacuum and says, that looks goofy, that's stupid, which it, it, it does look dumb, but I don't think this is something out of the ordinary for games like this. And uh, with, with like I was saying, the history with the visuals on you know Ken's face, obviously everything with Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, uh, people will put things to death because of how things look, and Capcom's especially sensitive to that right now. So I would say don't don't get the pitchforks out for this. Yes, it looks kind of goofy. Have a laugh at it, and realize it's not the most important thing in the world, and move on with it. 
Um, okay, I've had my laugh. I'm moving on. Also, what's going on with our panel up here? I think the boxes are. Yeah. Right um, yeah. There I, I think it, it is. Yeah. Back to normal. I was. How do you feel about that? I, I was free for like half a second. We never should be getting along so much power. Yeah. But yeah, it is. It is kind of. Someone mentioned Manat's walk in the chat, and it's like. You know, it seems like Monat got so much love from Capcom as far as the way animations went. Her super, her walk, they're all like, I mean, they were, even people outside of the Street Fighter community were, you know, retweeting stuff and showing stuff about her. And then you get to, to Falk and it's, it's, it's not nearly as good. And so, yeah, I mean, we talked about it last week, but it is she, weird, the inconsistency of characters within the same game and the amount they got. Even from the get-go, I mean, you have like Zangief, who is like the coolest Zangief ever versus Ken, who looks ridiculous, so... Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, and I feel like, um, like the, since Falk, okay, so when Falk was first announced in that string of like you know characters back at Capcom Cup, she looked great, fine, like oh that's interesting, what's she gonna do? How's she gonna like that lipstick's a little different, but hey, it gives her some character, I guess. Um, and then we got the reveal with the trailer, and there's a lot of negativity about her like critical art and animations. wasn't the worst thing in the world, but like eh, meh, and then now we've had her come out and stuff, and, and it looks like, or it feels like the community is kind of putting her on that, like, this is kind of like the dud-ish, not dudley, dud character of, like, the season, and if you go back, like, maybe that was kind of like Ed yeah. from season two. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and it, I guess it works because she's in, like, this, like, story-wise, she's in, like, kind of the same little faction as Ed, and, and, you know, from the same mold, being a clone of Bison and such, and having psycho power. Um, I think she's got some cool things about her, both gameplay and appearance, but I think that the community is just kind of uh, latched onto these things and, and are not super hyped for her. And, and I hope that I'm wrong on that front, but that just kind of seems like where it's at. It's like, yeah, yeah, here we got Falk, but I'm looking forward more to, to the future characters or I'm going to look back on the characters that have come out more so than care about the character that's coming out right now. So it'll be interesting in the next few days, but uh, that's how it feels. I, I think part of that is based off of things like the super animation for her. And, and part of it is because she's Falk. She's not Sagat, she's not Cody. So I, I, I kind of I would predict that G will get the get a similar sort of reaction uh, unless, you know, his animations are an outlier either really, really good and really smooth or really, really bad. I think G has been a, a point of conversation, though, since he was first released. I mean, more just like speculation on who he is. Yeah, I think people are actually such. much more excited for G than they, they were a lot of the other new characters we've seen in a while. So, I don't know if it was more yeah. excitement. Like, everyone kind of figured, okay, Falk's a doll, you know. So, but we really don't know anything about G. So, I there was more conversation, but I don't know if it was necessarily more excitement. Wait, is Falk actually a doll or is she like some uh, bison clone that, you know, she's wears a clone. similar clothing to the dolls? She's on that like team of, it's not even, yeah. I don't think it's even the dolls. I think it's like yeah. Ed and Falk and that gorilla and stuff in, in Ed's story yeah. or, or whoever. Uh, I'm trying to correct the lore here because like Steve weird... said she was a doll and she ain't. All right, guys, this is what we got left for the show. My bad. We're going to talk about Ely. Then we're going to do a question of the day and then a block graphic. Wait, so I, 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 I forgot to mention this earlier in the chat, but do we have the Rob TV at Clutch City Clash clip? No. Where he took the game? You should download that. Well, send it to me. That's hard. And we'll play it. Okay. Esteban, you got that? Juanelo, you got that? I ain't got it. Do you guys uh, know what I'm talking, talking about? about? No, why don't you enlighten no. us, pal? All right. Well, Just I'll, act we'll, it out. We'll get into it. 
there was a match at Clutch City Clash where his opponent, a Zangief player, had stunned him at, you know, ra- last round, last match, had stunned him with jab health left. Like, jab would have killed with a command grab. And the controller disconnected. And it doesn't even look like he hit the PlayStation button or paused. It looked like for some reason the controller disconnected. And at this point, Rob TV instantly got up, took the match, and apparently the rules of the tournament were such that, you know, the match should be taken. I don't think that's it. Um, but it's been a hot topic. Justin Wong, uh, Justin Wong blew it up. I think someone just posted it in the chat. Um, basically, whether or not this match should have been taken. So I think it'd I mean, be better if we had. Yeah, here we go. So here's the clip. If we can pull okay, that up okay, let me pull it up here. Give me a sec. Like, I think that yes, that's the rule, and it makes it easy if Capcom makes that call, right? And like, you don't even get a choice. It's not up to the players. Just Capcom makes that call. But I can't like if it's me. I, if a pause happens, I'm like just unpause it and let's keep going. If it's the opponent, like I want to win by winning, you know, like I don't want to win through that crap. Um, so this is a really weird gray I, area because I mean, obviously, if it was like mid super animation, it'd be one thing where you guaranteed like it should just be over because nothing can change. This one to me, and I'm usually a huge black and white like rules guy. I I could not have taken this game if I was Rob. Even if the tournament had given it to me, I would have forfeited right. the match. I mean, this is right. exactly. so ludicrous that he is guaranteed to lose this. Because at that much health, literally a jab will kill. There's no combo he has to do. There's no execution. Theoretically, it's possible that maybe he jumps back and whiffs a command grab instead of killing him. But I, I just I don't think this is a situation. I think this is implied death after this stun and where the stun happened and where the controller disconnect happened. And I think it's ridiculous that they let this, you know, be an automatic win for Rob TV. I think it's ridiculous. I think this is so obviously a situation where the game was already won by the Zangief player, uh, Random High Fives. 100%. That it's almost disgusting to me that he would take it. Like, it makes me look like, a, uh, it makes me look at him differently as a person. Like, Damn. literally wow. as a player. It really does. Like, uh, uh, it, it could be Evo. And you could tell me I was winning X amount of money, and I'd be like, no, sorry. I, I would 100%, like, there's no way I could take that. Wow. There's just no way I could take that. It's impossible. Because it's, it's not, it's no longer a, I mean, like, if, if the purpose of a tournament is to determine who the best player is, it's like, at that point, you're like, you know who won this match, right? You know who has earned the victory. And then through a technicality like that, yes, on paper, on paper, I, I agree, Rob TV won that match. But, like, what are you trying to get out of this, right? If and you want to find out who the best is, then you go with the guy that just freaking won the this match. This is totally different, too, than, like, there are situations where you'd feel bad about it, right? Like, if you're at, like, 20% health and the other guy's at 100 and you're full screen and his controller disconnects, I can understand taking that match via the rules. They have to do that, whatever. And obviously, you could have come back. This was not that situation. He is, like, I mean, literally, he cannot move. He is stunned. The game is over by any, like, if you replay it a thousand times, it he wins. The yes. If you replay it a thousand times, that match from that situation, Random High Fives wins a thousand. Literally all 1,000 by <laughs> walking up and pressing down light punch. Yeah. You know? It's. You know, I, I haven't watched E League, um, but or, or Challenger, rather. But I hear that Rob TV is kind of douchey on it. Uh, no, so, no, I wouldn't go that far. Is he not? I don't know. I didn't, no. I didn't watch it. That's just what I, I heard. I, so I watched I, it. So did Steve, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, I watched it. 
I saw it on TV. And I tweeted that shit. Uh, and, and yeah, so I'll be watching again next time. All right, so moving on. Now let's talk about, you know, Rob TV is on uh, E-League, the challenger. They're in the house. First of all, that's... That's a perfect personality to I mean, whether he's being that way on purpose or not. Like yeah, that's that's a very entertaining personality for a a uh, reality TV show. That's exactly who you want. That's why you grab someone like you know LTG and and controversial people like that and like Guilty who's kind of known of being like a villain. So it makes sense. But I just I just that's what I heard. I watched it. Um... People were talking about slippery slope arguments in the chat. This is not a slippery slope. As I said, if the character was able to be moved, it'd be different. But when you're in a stunned state like that with no combo, I'm sorry, like you have to be able to make judgment calls at some point. But Especially what if it's with all like the a power. basic combo. What, what that would what be even different. I think that would be combo. a lot different. Yes, I think that would be a lot different. If it was an amount of health where it's questionable, or if it was, but I mean, you have to be able. I mean, we can't make everything that level of argument otherwise it's hard to do anything in life you know like slippery slope is kind of a flat fallacy in and of itself um but that's beyond the scope of this show but yeah i mean with with all the issues the ps4 has power wise and what may have caused this disconnect and where the match was you're you're fucking insane if you think that this should should have gone the way it did if you don't have it in black and white terms you're going to create situations where and you should where whoever's whoever the player is is going to be pressured uh, to say you know yeah that's fine even if it's not really fine so you, you black and white's I'm fine but this mad. falls under implied death to me I'm sorry it just does like there's guy like it just does I I I I think I I can understand that point I don't have that big of a problem with it I I really don't think it it doesn't change the way i look at him or anything like that if you, if, if this I, I was could... evo grand finals and this had happened to him versus daigo you know i think it would it would to most people and people would go insane about it and the, and the result would have been way different as to how it was looked through i don't know man i mean if, if you get pulled over on the on the highway for doing one mile over the speed limit like is that's a that's a shitty thing that no one expects to have happen but technically in the rule book it's it's the law right but like yeah Nah, come on, let it go. And in this, I think, yeah, let it go. I think we the dude won. We have the honor and the integrity and the moral ethics of uh, I was Michael Donkershaw. I was shocked. <laughs> um, Rob TV is on E-League, the Challenger Show. And uh, spoiler alert, he won that episode, the first episode. They did the challenge at the end of the show where they had to race for the fastest time beating arcade mode of the original Street Fighter. You know how they have the different ver versions of it with uh, different rosters. But you had to play it looking into a mirror and the screen was behind you. Um, wow, that sounds really uh, skill. That sounds like exactly how you would tell who would be the best fit for the E-League Invitational. Like, <laughs> well, honestly, right. if, you, if you could put a million masterminds in a room and decide how they would figure well, out the on. best 30-second player, that would be it. Well, they have on. to use Yuri and, and win with an Aegis while looking into a mirror. Aww, look at this guy. But the point is, that's just the challenge to then do an actual set. So the person uh, who won, I forget his name, that one guy. JB1. JB1. He picks Rob TV to go in because he says, Rob TV is the guy I'm most nervous about, so I'm going to throw him in there first. And then Rob Over TV Jesse. had to pick... Who, yeah, he said uh, Commander Jesse and Rob TV are the ones he's most concerned with. He put it in Rob TV, and then Rob TV had to pick his opponent, and he went with LTG. Um, and he bopped him pretty hard. 
And LTG composed himself throughout. But LTG stays in the house, right? Yeah, so that's it's the part kind of that's like it's, it's like kind of irrelevant because it's not like LTG was ever going to win anyway. Well, like he's no longer competing. Right. He's not in the challenges. He's not in the finals. But he gets to go to the he mall gets the and ice skate and they buy my ice okay. cream on Sunday. Yeah, makes sense. The works. Um, we'll see how that plays out next week on E League Challenger Series. Um, but it was if fun, dude. It. And it's like it's one of those things. Where it's like, man, our boys are getting paid and girls, right? Uh, everybody on that show is probably getting a paycheck. Jan's getting a machine giving him automatic crunches. <laughs> These dudes are on Turner, and um, the more opportunities, the better. Can I hear Steve's reaction to watching Challenger? Sure. It just felt so weird, you know. There, you know, as a person who who is familiar with the FGC, so you know all that. It it was weird watching it. Uh, watching a show made for people who aren't necessarily into the scene. So it was weird having all of the people act like they're surprised that Tasty Steve and Sajam are there and not knowing who they are. It was weird seeing these weird tips on screen, some of which were wrong. Uh, trade up instead of trait up. Uh, but even, you know, as as a show itself as a reality show it it was just weird it 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 didn't really strike me as a great show you know they they kind of threw everybody here okay you do a challenge all right let, let's challenge is over now let's do let's have him pick who he wants to send to the elimination match but first let's have everybody go to the mall and get into shen shenanigans and slide down a slide and it, they, it wasn't really exploring, you know, the people at them, themselves. You know, they, they each had a little two-minute intro as they came into the house, but that was it. Everything else was just sort of, okay, here are things that happened. Okay, here are other things that happened. Okay, low tier God is gone. It, the end. It, it, it so was it what we expected? It was... It was better than I expected, to be honest, but I had low expectations. I can't even say that. I you can't know, even say it was better. Some people are it calling out. Am I missing out? out? Some people are Doesn't calling out. Like you, you're not missing out. Some people are calling out something that happened on the show. Uh, Tasty Steve says, oh, he's going to trade up right away, referring to LTG popping uh, Urian's uh, V-Skill or whatever. Um, and then they, they were throwing on little, like, instructional lower thirds that would say what that is, except they put up something about trades. Like, when you trade, it's this, not a trait which was a misnomer with respect to Street Fighter V, but the point is that so there was some inconsistencies. Um, the one trope of like reality TV that I can't stand, they do a lot on the show, is like interview somebody, post thing that happened, and say, so I'm in there and I'm doing this, and then I'm doing that, and then I see that this happens. That to me just seems so phony, and I'd rather just get something a little more uh, genuine in there, but that's reality TV, I guess. The other weird thing is that they hardly showed any of the actual game. Yeah. You know, they had the set at the end, but they only showed like three second clips at most of of each round. It was you more know, about if, the people responding or reacting in, in real life or what? But they didn't even show much of that. What did they show? <laughs> it was just like, I, I don't know. It was weird. It was weird and it was cheesy and it was. I don't Are you going to continue to watch? I feel like I have to. I feel like there's a responsibility to keep abreast of it uh, for this show and for other things. But... You're, saying, you're saying, Steve. 
I said keep abreast of it. I know, but you're doing the Lord's work watching that shit for I us. I guess. They did. It, it's like I compared it to the Ultimate Fighter last week. You know, they they have all the, the week prior. The same, yeah, <laughs> the same type of build up, the same type of thing. But at the end, you know, it, it it's tangentially about UFC, so they end with a UFC match. They actually have a match. They show the match. That here they they show like little clips of the match. Like the game doesn't even matter. It's it's just really weird to me that E League doesn't have enough faith in the game to let the game be a selling point. It's pushed to the background. This is a company that built up everything they are about competitive video games, and yet it seems like they're trying to shy away from it in this instance, and it strikes me as very odd. All right, let's uh, move past uh, E-League. I think we've said all that we really need to say. And It was weird. <laughs> it was what? Weird. Weird, huh? Well, let's go to a question of the day. We're changing the subject back to some anime. Question of the day was, what are the animes or franchise should get an Arxist fighting game? Uh, this was actually uh, an article that was up on Event Hubs. I think we all saw it. And, John, just give us a quick uh, quick and dirty on how well that article's doing. Can you oh, man. So uh, the idea for this was just like, you know, Arxis took Dragon Ball and uh, and all that it is and put it into a fighting game, right, and gave it this treatment, and it's, it's doing really well. So obviously we look and say, well, what about, you know, like Bleach and what about Sailor Moon and JoJo's and One Piece and Yu Yu Hakusho? And I think there were like 15 or 16 um, uh, other animes in there that people could vote for. And what we saw with this was was pretty amazing. I don't know how many people from the actual fighting game community um, were, were, you know, contributing to this. I'm sure a handful, but we saw uh, people from all different reaches of anime basically probably linking this up on their individual, like, uh, you know, in their corners of anime, like, you know, the Naruto people, the, the you know, Sailor Moon people, all these people uh, on their own little message boards, link this up. And, and just it's been tracking like crazy uh, ever since it went up. Um, and I, I think right now it's still like the most being currently viewed more than any other story on the on the website. But the point is, people are really, really interested in this. And we might have something here, you know, based upon the uh, the success of Dragon Ball Z, which might be I mean, I'm not an expert here, but might be probably the the most, um, you know, like widespread and, and, and known of these animes in the uh, in like the just the general public realm. Uh, but I mean, why not continue to, to mine out of this and, and jump into these other avenues that might not be quite as successful or popular as Dragon Ball, but could still yeah, uh, do pretty well. And okay. so, yeah. Um, okay. Well, we uh, stole your idea, and we made it our question of the day for Best of Five. <laughs> and, and here are some of the answers. Piuzera says, Shonen Jump, a next-gen version of Jump Ultimate Stars from the NDS, would be incredible. And they got a ton. There's been a ton, but as you said, they're kind of more loosely fighting games than than what you know Dragon Ball Fighter Z is. Ricardo Ruz, our friend who made uh, some art for us once, Hunter X Hunter. Although adapting the whole NEN system to a fighting game it makes me think twice about it. Spinning Beat says Miss Kobayashi's Made Dragon. Not familiar. Please no bully says. Weeaboo. It's time for another Sailor Moon fighter. The series offers a huge character roster, and it also has a solid framework for unique character moves that Arxis can further develop. Most of all, there's lots of love for Sailor Moon across all demographics. Easy money, in my opinion. I tend to agree. 
Forever Evil X, One Piece, Free. Think of all the different power types and possibilities. Puny says, fuck anime. Please talk about how awesome <laughs> the mask would be as a playable character in any fight. The game mask would be instead. a sick character. <laughs> like I'm the, like totally like Jim Carrey the mask. Like Jim Carrey the oh, mask. Like yeah. mask. Are we talking about Jim Carrey mask? Are we talking about cartoon mask? Are we talking about comic book mask? Or are we talking about Jamie Kennedy, son of the mask? Maybe like oh, four, well, maybe one, all four of them fight. Maybe it's a mask only fighting game. <laughs> yeah, if you if Mask been... for Smash. <laughs> all right. Um, and that brings us to our block grab. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, let's block or grab on games, anime titles that should be brought uh, to light via Arxis Works. Uh, I might skip some of these, but let's start off with one of my favorites. Cowboy Bebop. And we're starting with John this week. Block or grab, Yay. John. You know, I have got a lot of friends. Um, I've never actually watched an episode of Cowboy Bebop, but I've got a lot of friends that are super into that. Um, and, and it seems like it's kind of stood the test of time. Are they still making it, or is it done with? No, no it's done. It was uh, like ago. a 25 or 26-episode series and a movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, there's, um, I, again, not an expert here. There is, uh, we were talking about it, and in, Majin in Ten Shinhan, the guy who knows all about this kind of thing, and the one who wrote this article said that in Japan, uh, once something is done with like that, uh, unlike America, where we're like, oh, let's nostalgically bring it back and let's let's like, oh, everything we can to continue to milk out of it and you know all that stuff. Japan's like, it's done, it's done, and we leave it and we move on. Um, so something that's that's done like that, I wonder if it's gonna really do all that well um, if they continue to make stuff out, hmm. you know, after the fact. But uh, you know so what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to counter your explanation there because there have been Cowboy Bebop games. I'm not sure if they're any good or not. But they came out well after the uh, completion of that series. So tell your buddy yeah. Majin that he's full of shit. <laughs> Deal. Will do. Um, but having said that, I think that uh, this sounds like one of those, like, a lot of people know what Cowboy Bebop is, even if they're not even into anime and such. Uh, I think it, it would be a good venture, so I'm going to grab. There's a lot of really cool kung fu and fighting and violence and action in that series. Uh, that's a grab, you said, John? Yes. Steve, block or grab on? Cowboy Bebop. I feel like I don't have the right to grab on Cowboy Bebop. Why not? Um, you haven't seen it. I haven't watched it. All right. So I, 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 I this I know it's it's something that I've been meaning to do for years and years, and I'm hoping to have it done by June first, but I just never got around to it. So I feel like I have to block and take the shame of blocking. I'm one of the few hipsters who doesn't really like Cowboy Bebop, despite the fact that I've, uh, I've watched it. And you have a little um, bit of a spike And despite the fact going. that I got a little bit of that going. Uh, but outside of that, I I'm going to have to block, just because I think it's more niche. And like I, I think I would like them to, like if they're going to do this, I would want it to be something that like people would really get into as a fighting game. Whereas like Cowboy Bebop has like the type of fans who'd be like, oh, this, isn't, this shouldn't be a fighting game. You know? like, <sighs> it, I just don't think it Is makes it a lot of sense. Is it based around fighting? No. But 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 the main guy is like a kung fu like Bruce Lee martial arts type of guy. It's not about fighting. There's plenty of fighting in almost every single episode. All right. I, I not I, a fighting I game. Like block. Fact, I like the fact that more people are upset about me not watching Cowboy Bebop than than uh, they're upset about Duncan not liking. Well, Cowboy yeah, you should have at least watched it. You guys are all wrong. It's a grab. All right, next one. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard of this one. I bet you everybody's gonna block Naruto. Naruto, John, go. <laughs> It, yes, in the same. It's in the same 
field is Dragon Ball, and that is a fighting, you know, show, isn't it? Right. Yes. I haven't watched it. <laughs> so yeah, I think that that's like that's the next place you go, is is Naruto. So uh, I'll, I'll go with crap. Steve, this make this makes so much sense that I can't even make a joke about it. That it's an instant grab. And and just to remind everybody, we're talking about giving it the same treatment that Arxis gave Dragon Ball Fighters. Uh, I mean, it's an easy grab for the reasons they said. Um, you know, I actually I don't really I, I like it from a nostalgia perspective, but I think Dragon Ball Z and Super suck really badly. But I'm still glad they made a fighting game out of it, and I'm glad that people are as the paragon of kindness myself. You know, like. <laughs> I'm glad that people enjoy it, and I want them. If they're going to take another step into this, and it's going to be a big deal where they keep making these high-profile anime fighting games, I think Naruto is like the perfect choice and definitely the next choice if they're going to go about it. It would be between that and One Piece or something like that. So uh, I think Naruto's got to be a grab. I think people would be super excited. I think it'd be fun. It's right. currently, for, for what it's worth, I guess I should let you guys know, Full Metal Alchemist... Um, is uh, seventh on the list uh, of our wow. voting. It's got 707 votes. And Naruto is uh, eighth with 575 really? votes. Really? What's first? Well, uh, I don't know. Let's finish this first, yeah. and, then we'll, and then I'll let you guys know. All right. <laughs> Next on the list is Shin-Chan. Crayon Shin-Chan? Yeah. John? Wow. <laughs> what? Really? I no, you haven't seen that no one? No idea what that is. Dude, to we're, be a man, you must have honor. I mean, R.I.P., the guy who created it fell off a mountain and died. Really? Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah, he died. That's a hilarious, not kid-friendly kids cartoon, um, and it's very funny. So that's a block on... Uh, I, I, I don't know. So I guess block or just a pass, because no idea. We're never great. <laughs> Elf it Dance was tough as enough getting virtual... <laughs> It was tough enough getting virtual fighter kids over here, so I got a block just based on that. It's just a can of worms you don't want to open. All right, let's speed this up, guys. We're running out of time, so that's a block, a block. What are you going to do? A block. You're blocking on it. All right, let's do a lightning round of just blocks and grabs on it. We're going to throw a couple extra in here. Uh, Sailor Moon. John? Block. <laughs> grab. Instant grab. Yeah, I bet you would. I got to grab. I think that'd be super cool. I think they could... Th there's like a, just a good size of like, you know, 10 characters or so for that that I think would fit really well. And I think they could make a really well-stylized fighting game out of it that a lot of people would buy just for the sake of buying it and then a lot of people would play if it was good. So, grab Aren't they doing the... the What's it called? Heroines? SNK Heroines right now? It's the same shit to me. That's the same shit. That's sick. Not, I, I like that answer. John, uh, One Punch Man. Block or grab? Uh, that, I mean, if there's enough characters, then then grab. I haven't watched it. I hear really good things. Uh, it's a really deep, like right. smart show. So yeah, I it's all right. Uh, Steve, block or grab? One Punch Man. I, I, I have watched it. I would block simply because the only way that hey, works is if you I'm don't have here. One Punch Man as a character. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm in the camp that we've actually like, like we've seen a lot of fairly legitimate anime fighting games, right? We've seen Nitro Plus Blasters. We've seen Dengeki Bunko fighting Climax. And these games are games that people claim they're going to get excited about and then don't. Because the fact of the matter is, if it's not DBZ and it's not Naruto, you're not going to get people in there to buy it just for that sake and play it seriously just for that sake. So I really think that I would have to, if it's not you know a big, famous, mainstream anime, then I just think it'll go the route of, of Dengeki Bunko and no one will care. So I'm going to block on anything uh, that's not those. Shout-outs to Honora for the uh, sub. All right, moving on, guys. Um, Hello Kitty, the fighter. John, block the grab. 
block. Move on. Steve, block and grab Hello Kitty. Grab, but not or block Arxis. I would love to see it done as a sequel to Sonic the Fighters. Grab. <laughs> Sonic the Fighters was cool. What you got? Block grab Hello Kitty. Well, we've got a lot of like. I mean, there was all like the Sanrio X Capcom crossover stuff, but you know, I'm yeah, they're halfway there, man. I'll block. All right, and then uh, just a couple from the uh, chat. Somebody, I guess, this is not technically uh, an anime, but uh, Thundercats, the fighter, John Blocker, grab. Thundercats, cool. Sure, sure, <laughs> yeah. fine, grab. Check out my oh! lion. <laughs> yeah, dude. Steve Blocker, grab. Panthro for sure. Try, main. Try, try that on my Lionel. Grab. <laughs> Lionel, it's Lino. The crowd. It's not Lionel Richie. What's the name of the cat again? Uh, like uh, I'm trying to remember his voice. I can't remember his voice, but I liked it. I feel like I can do that voice if you if I heard it. Jinxos or something like that. So you're gonna block or grab on Thundercats? Yeah, I mean, I if, if if I'm trying to be serious here, then I have snarf. to block. Yeah, snarf, snarf. Thank you. Snarf. <laughs> <laughs> snarf. <laughs> Let me throw one out here. Cage. Which one? We're, we're not that weebish. The hell's that, John? Block or grab on? I know what Steve it is, but I don't know. I'm not. Steve, you're gonna block or grab on Kjo? Uh, you gotta grab on Kjo. It's it's based on actual fighting. A a legitimate. Completely legitimate, completely real fighting style. Grab. I want Bloodsport the game. That would be sick. There you go. You're into my. You're into my category. <laughs> Those right aren't there animes, bro. Let's. Oh, oh man. Any movie that uh, JCVD was in. Any the game. JCVD. Like JCVD as the entire cast, as the characters <laughs> every, he's every played, character including he's played. Guile, right? So you'd yeah. have Guile versus all these other They're characters. All the same character. <laughs> that mime character that goes into. Well, obviously, uh, the Jimmy Kickboxer and Bloodsport are literally the same movie. Like, it doesn't matter. Sequence for sequence. <laughs> you know, it's like the yeah, Ryuken like... of that game. Um, okay. There oh, we time go. Cop. Time Cop's my favorite. Time Cop will be good. Thank you. you can have, uh, so do you know who's in the lead, John? I'm actually interested to hear. I would have figured Naruto yeah, so would be number, up there. Okay, so let's see. Uh, a couple of the notable ones. Sailor Moon's on here. It's number 11 with 338 wow. votes. Uh, Yu Yu Hakushu, uh, has is number 6 with 749 votes. One vote behind One Piece, which has 5th uh, place, 750 votes. Um, number 3 is My Hero Academia with uh, almost 1,300 one. votes. Number two is Bleach with 1,952 really? votes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I can see that. They got on those. And that was the that, that was one. the one that they were talking about, saying that like if an anime is or if a thing is dead, then in Japan they don't want to bring it back. But Bleach is getting a lot of support, but probably from like Americans and or at least not Japanese people. And then number one is JoJo's, very far in the lead with 24 percent of the votes, uh, 2,834. So and yet again, it's JoJo. one of those things that's hard to judge because JoJo's did have a recent fighting game right like there was a yeah. recent fighting Couple. game where i mean it came out and there's an actual very legitimate jojo's fighting game made by capcom from you know Giles based off of a jojo's character right a lot of years ago what guile the character yeah guile i think he was, was. and i mean literally there's a jojo's fighting game that's like a real fighting game like that's like good but that's from a bunch of years ago so i mean it's interesting. It's hard to say because, like, always gotten are these, like, you know, kind of fighting games where they're obviously not meant to be very competitive. So it's hard to see what would work as a, a more thought out fighter. Mm-hmm. Guys, that brings us to the end of the show. That was Block Grab. Thank you for the people who responded to our question of the day. And uh, thank you for everybody who tuned in. We're going to head out and go lab up Falk like you've never seen before. We're going to be yes. the best four Falk mains in North America. Yeah, I need I'm, a buyer. Ooh. 
Anyway, that's been Best of Five, your <laughs> weekly FGC talk show here I'm gonna on Twitch. I'm going to be too busy watching uh, uh, The Challenger. Yeah, I'll be too busy watching The Challenger in between episodes of Cowboy Bebop. All right. Um, Shout-outs to Steve's mannequin. We will see you guys next week. <laughs>